why do we love staying in toxic relationships? We love staying in the relationships that's not serving us. We're going to talk about that. It's episode 24. Cue my theme music. Hey Rebel, welcome to Untoxify Your Relationship. Here we will talk about all things healthy and how to get that toxic mess out of you and your partnership. I'm your host, Melissa Webb, a practicing licensed mental health therapist with 10 years experience. All right, let's go ahead and hop into it. Hey y'all, it's your girl. Again, this is episode 24. It's my Kobe episode, Mamba mentality. I love me some Kobe, so it's only fitting. And today we're going to talk about why we stay committed to toxic relationships. So I've been consistent with doing this whole podcasting thing. Again, 24 weeks consistently. I was like, man, I'm really doing it. I don't think I've ever been committed to something like this for 24 weeks. And then I told myself, yes, you have. You've been committed to toxic relationships for longer than 24 weeks. Matter of fact, your last one was four years. And I was like, ooh, why did I have to read myself? (laughs) I gave myself a read. And I was just like, you're right. I, I have stayed in toxic relationships for longer than I should have. Those relationships were expired. But for some reason, I kept drinking the sour milk thinking it was going to make me better. So going to therapy, my therapist told me something that was very profound. And I use it when I do therapy. Yes, I stole from my therapist. It happens. All therapists steal from each other. (laughs) And she told me relationships are like mirrors. They help you to see what you need to work on. And at the time, I was like, I don't get it. But as I kept going through the relationship I was in, I started to see like everything's not this man's fault. Like I have a lot of faults and I have faults that I need to work on. Therefore, this relationship is showing me, hey, Melissa, you need to work on these things. Some of the things that I needed to work on was the fact that I fell in love real quick. And it really wasn't love. I put it in air quotes. It was really lust. I was lusting over someone and thinking like they were the one and looking over the red flags. It was so many red flags in the beginning, but I just looked over them and was just like, oh, it's okay. He's a great person. I can understand. My ther- Being a therapist is good and bad. I have the ability to have a lot of empathy for people and to be very understanding. And that does not help me in relationships sometimes. Sometimes I get a lot of benefit of doubt. I give maybe too much grace and it ends up backfiring on me. Another thing that I know I needed to work on was my anxious attachment style. The anxious attachment was bad. Um, I was probably all the way on that scale of like super anxious and super attached. And now I'm happy to say that I am more towards secure and not as anxious. If you don't know what I'm talking about, go check out the episode. Uh, I think it's like episode four talking about anxious attachments. But I was super anxious in the relationship and I attached myself to relationships. Again, it was bad. All the things that I did was very textbook and I had to work on that. So I believe people stay in unhealthy relationships because they don't realize that they are looking at their own reflection when it comes to the mirror. They're too busy looking at their partner's reflection 
and looking at their faults and their flaws instead of looking at their own. And then that's how the cycle continues in unhealthy relationships. You're like, it's always their fault. You're always playing the victim and you're never really sitting down to take a look at yourself and see how you are contributing to the relationship or to the unhealthiness of the relationship. So today we're definitely are going to talk about four reasons why people stay in unhealthy relationships. These are just four reasons that I pick. I know there's way more than four, but these are some of the things that I see that people of why people stay in toxic relationships. The first one is we don't respect ourselves. And what I mean by that is you don't take the time to focus and love on yourself or set healthy boundaries with the other person or know what you want when you're going into a relationship. You have unrealistic expectations of things that you've seen and what you think you're supposed to be doing. And a lot of times there's not a lot of self-love there. And a way we can fix that is to focus on yourself. To really sit down, ask yourself some questions of like, what do I want? What do I need? And how do I want to be treated? And that will save you from a lot of unhealthy relationships. Because once you know that, then you have to put that in front of everybody and make sure that they are meeting your needs, your wants, and how you want to be treated. If they don't do it, then you got to let them go. And that's okay. Letting go is okay. As a matter of fact, you don't let go. You're just going to hold on to something that's going to hold you back. And who wants to be held back? Because I want everything God has for me. And if I mean, I got to let go of some things, then so be it. Poof, be gone. So I can go ahead and get the things that I need to get. The second thing of why I think people stay in unhealthy relationships is that they have a cultural view of how relationships are supposed to go. Culture tells us a lot of things. Let me, let me back up. Social media tells us a lot of things. There are a lot of people out there giving relationship advice a lot. And a lot of them are famous. Like they have like big platforms and a lot of followers. And they're saying things that are not helpful, that are not healthy, that are very skewed. Uh, and it, it sounds like a lot of it's based off of their own uh, trauma and things that they've been through. And yet they're telling everybody to do the same thing. And I'm just like, eh, I don't know if that's a, that's not good. <laughs> that's not good at all. So the way that we can fix that, especially if you're Christian, is to get a biblical view of dating. Now, the Bible doesn't specify anything about dating. Matter of fact, I don't think the Bible says anything about dating. But there are biblical principles that can help you throughout dating. And here are a couple. The Bible tells us how to talk to each other. The Bible tells us how to deal with self-sabotage. You can look at Sarah's story, Sarah and Abraham with that. The Bible tells us about imposter syndrome. You can look at the children of Israel when they didn't want to go into promised land because they thought they were grasshoppers compared to these giants. You can talk about how to wait. You can talk about Joseph's story. You can talk about Job. You can talk about a lot of different stories with that. The Bible tells us how to pray. Jesus tells us how to pray with the Lord's Prayer. The Bible also tells us how to have wisdom and how not to be foolish. That's all the Proverbs. That is King Solomon. That is Ecclesiastes. All those. Just look those up. The Bible tells us how to let people go. Jesus had to 
Well, people walked away from Jesus and he said, okay, you going to leave too? So look at the New Testament. Jesus tells us how to do that. And the Bible also tells us how to be content in different seasons. Paul tells us how to be content. Content is a learned behavior and you have to learn how to be content. Paul tells us, tells us that in the New Testament. So those are just a couple of examples of principles that you probably need to be in a relationship with someone. Um, not to mention boundaries is are throughout the whole entire Bible. And it is how to treat people is also in the Bible. Um, Proverbs talks a lot about talk a lot about how to treat people and how not to be foolish and how to be wise beyond your years. So if you want to know how to date, open your Bible, read it, and get to the truth and not someone else's perceived truth. Because at the end of the day, what they say is true might not be true, especially if they haven't gone through the biblical test of, is this biblical? Is it Bible? Is this Bible? That's why I would say, is that Bible? It is. (laughs) And if it's not, then leave it. We don't need to take that with us into a relationship. I think the third reason why people stay in relationship is, I like to call it God made me do it. Is it something I kind of struggle with? You know, sometimes I do think God is like, I get these promptings. I'm like, is that God? Do I need to stay in this? Like, what do I need to do? I have learned not to just go off of something that either God says or I have a prompting or if I hear a sermon, I'm like, oh yeah, that's for me. That's for my relate um for my situation. And I have learned to kind of take a step back and really sit on sit in that information or sit in that prompting and take my time to make a decision after that. Because if it is something that God wants me to do, in my experience, I will experience that same thing over and over. And then also I pray on it all day, all night. (laughs) And sometimes I even fast just to make sure I'm understanding my next steps of what I need to do with God. Beforehand, I didn't do none of that. I was like, oh, got a prompting. That's what I'm doing. And I also see this with um, some people that I see in therapy, they're like, well, I feel like God wants me to do this. Or I feel like this is my person because he matches up with X, Y, Z. I'm like, and that may be true. I like, but have we prayed about it? Have we fasted about it? Have we gone to wise counsel and talked to them about it? You have to really sit down and get in tune with God to really understand what he wants to do. And, and this is not to put anybody, um, under shame or, you know, make you feel guilty. I do think sometimes it's easier to put things on God than to put it on ourselves because then we got someone else to blame. It's like, yeah, God told me to do this. Or I felt like God told me to do this and then I was wrong. So now I feel like I'm, it's all God's fault. Just take responsibility. Yo, I heard God wrong. I'm sorry. It is what it is. I should have prayed more and, and got more understanding and clarity on what, what I needed to do. So the fix for this, get in your Bible, talk to mentors, get in better relationship with God. That way you understand how he talks to you and what that sounds like. And then move, go forth and be great. You know, sit in it. Don't make a rush decision just because you feel like that's God. I mean, God telling you don't do this and right now, that's something totally different. But if it's like, if you're praying about, is this my person? Or should I even still be in this relationship? Or even should I be dating? Is this my single season? And you need to have an answer. It's okay to wait patiently for that answer. Sometimes God waits to answer prayers. And that's okay. And you just got to wait and be patient. Patience is key when it comes to God 
and knowing what he's talking about. And the fourth and final thing, attachment styles. Yay, attachment styles. I do feel as though attachment styles play a huge role in, in why people stay in unhealthy relationships. Again, I had an anxious attachment. I am a person that would stay in relationship and try to make things work. And I and also the therapist in me would think I can change people. And I'm so glad I'm not this person anymore. <laughs> Um, the therapist me think I can change people and I can therapize people like all day. Listen, when I'm off the clock, when my last client is done, that therapist had come off and I am Melissa. I do not try to do that anymore. And just my anxious attachment. I was so anxious back in the day that I just literally attached myself to the person I was dating, like almost like a leech. And I'll just sit there and just be like, I'm just here. I just want to be in your presence. I just want to be here, which is kind of cute, but it's also kind of creepy and annoying and not good, not good at all. That's why I had a lot of failed relationships and it's okay. I am learning, I'm better. That is why I'm telling the masses not to do what I did. So we have two attachments, well, really three, anxious attachment, secure attachment, and avoidant attachment styles and you can fix these by one praying two seeing a professional like a therapist that can help you three again talking to wise counsel in your bible it talks about not to worry or not to be anxious in so many different parts of the bible but my favorite my all-time favorite verse is philippians 4 6 through 9 it just starts out saying don't worry about anything instead pray about everything and it goes on to say some other things but i think that's my favorite because it's literally tell you don't worry and do this paul gives some instructions on how to handle anxiety. And then for the avoidant person, we need people in our lives. We need relationship. We need connection. And the Bible tells us that we need connection and we need people. And we see this connection in Genesis when God made Adam and then he said, it's not good for man to be alone. And then he made Eve and they were married and they were together. So even the first connection, the first relationship, God realized that it's not good for humans to be alone. So again, he made connection that way. And that's it. Again, this list is not super long and it's also very concise. And again, we can add to it. This is not like a, these are the only four things why people stay in unhealthy relationships. I guess my goal for this episode is just to highlight, hey, here are some reasons why you stay in unhealthy relationships and let's do better. Let's do our mamba mentality, mentality and really do better to not be in unhealthy, unsuccessful, non-serving relationships because who wants to spend time in something that's not going to help you in the long run? Correction, these relationships will help you in the long run. It will help you to see things about yourself. And we ain't got to stay that long. We don't have to. Thanks for listening. As always, episodes drop on Monday. Share, like, subscribe. Tell everybody you know about the podcast Um, Share with your auntie, uncle, and cousin in them. Stay classy. I will see you next time. Peace. Thank you for listening. 
go ahead and share this episode with your family and friends. Don't forget to check out the quiz to figure out what your toxic trait is. The link is in the show notes. Thank you and see you next time.